morning, kids. I'm just driving. Woke up early uh, this morning, about 5.30. And, uh, so I go to the store, get some stuff. Unfortunately, I woke your mom up, which I hate waking her up. She's the, she's the lightest sleeper. Like I, I feel bad for you kids when you're older trying to sneak out of the house. It's just not going to work. But, um, got done with the store. I don't think I'm going to go home. I think I'm going to go to, there's a spot in Alameda. It's, it's a ferry terminal. It's really nice. It's like right on the ocean, two miles away. I'll go there. There's really good lighting there and security people drive by every so often. I think I'm going to read some Deuteronomy. And I, forgive me, I really haven't prepared to see what is in Deuteronomy 7. Give you a recap. I got back from seeing your cousin graduate. That was fun. It's December 22nd. I took the rest of the week off. I didn't in court yesterday for a nothing case. It just, it's just frustrating. So, tomorrow we're celebrating something called Festivus. It's a, it's a fake holiday made popular by this TV show called Seinfeld, which will probably be an old person TV show by the time we actually hear this. And it was a very funny TV show in the early 90s. It's not a TV show I like. I mean, I'll watch it, and it's enjoyable, but I'm not going to like laugh out loud. It's just... Comedy has evolved, and I, there are certain shows I love, which I'm not even going to mention here, because they might not be appropriate. That's an understatement. Today we should be taking Santa pictures. Your mom gets home at noon. We should be taking Santa pictures after that. Your grandma bought everyone in the family, everyone, not just you four, but everyone pajamas matching star wars pajamas which was cute she's reaching out um i spent most of yesterday wrapping gifts in my office you already know by now but my office is where we hide all of your guys's christmas gifts it's a really good hiding place you guys don't have the key or the code to get into the into my office Oh, alright, up for the day. Oh, this is like dead air. I'm sorry. I wish I had f- something to talk about. This, you know, you know, yesterday your mom's little sister, who has your cousin, she comes over a lot, but um, which is great. But for Christmas, she'll come over and they'll bake cookies all day. And it's the family tradition. They're called biscochitos, and they smell really good. They make the house. It's very aromatic. It's like a, I would describe it as a sugar-type cookie with crushed star anise, and um, not a lot of sugar. And they, when they're cooking, it makes the house smell great. Um, I've never liked them. They don't do it for me. I, I require more sugar and taste. 
but they it's a tradition because they remind they remind your mom and your aunt of your great grandma so they they did that the day before yesterday I spent a few hours making gingerbread dough gingerbread cookie dough and sugar cookie dough and and so you guys designed some gingerbread houses which is really cute you guys really poured all effort into it I, I love watching you guys do that I took some photos and I gotta say I mean it was nice but oh your your uh, grandparents both showed up you're on your mom's side obviously and and I didn't that kind of hit me with a felt like I, not getting like slapped on the face, but just felt like someone sprayed ice cold water down my neck. Because your your aunt said something. She's like, oh, it's so nice. We saw both her parents today. I was just like, oh, it's so nice. I guess what they don't tell you is you probably never get over a parent's death. I'll tell you there right now, that's absolutely true. It gets easier, but you never totally get over it. Um, so this is the windshield wipers because it's raining so you never get totally over it and with my dad being gone it's even harder like this Christmas like like our father was like the faith leader of the, of the, the family and I'll tell you more about that later on but it's just hard especially during Christian holidays like Christmas Can't describe it. Can't describe it. Lately, I've been listening to a lot more classical music, so I feel like my life I should be a little bit more boring. So maybe we'll start the podcast with a. There's a classical. There's the song called "Una Mattino" by. Uh, I believe it's an Italian composer. Oh, what's his name? And I'm, I'm not. I'm not kidding. It's uh, Ludovico. Luda. Yeah, Ludovico and an Audi. Um, anyways, there's one of my favorite videos on YouTube. Hopefully, YouTube's still a thing by the time you're hearing this. One of my favorite videos on YouTube. Absolute favorite. I've watched it like dozens of times. It's called Paris Train Station Piano Something. It starts with. This, this young kid, he's in, looks like like soccer jersey and shorts, and he's at this train station in Paris. And in Europe, they I guess they like leave pianos everywhere for people to, to play music. And so this kid's playing music, and it's this song, Una Matina, and it's a beautiful song. And then out of nowhere, another kid, I, I say kid, like they're probably in their mid-twenties, another young kid shows up, and he starts playing the piano with the guy complimentary and it's beautiful and they're just it's like they're having not this duel but the, like this playful thing and then the the new guy starts playing the theme song to Braveheart which works perfectly with this song and it's just this amazing thing and they go on for a while and then it ends and everyone in this train station just erupt in applause afterwards and I don't believe either of those people knew each other's language. I think I did some research. One was Belgium, which whatever the heck language they speak, who knows. 
and the other one I believe was Italian so I don't know how it worked but it, it's one of the coolest it's one of the coolest videos on uh, on YouTube so I, I've been playing along with what songs to start this podcast with it's never going to be the same one I feel like I'm going to get sued by the people that that wrote the song Kingdom and a King because pretty much um, that's like the name of the podcast is For the Kingdom and the King and that song works pretty pretty darn good um, but I don't ever plan to make money on this so, so I don't think it should be an issue uh, I will tell you this I, I've had podcasts before I had a very very popular podcast which, which had like 15,000 subscribers weekly and the the uh, the whole goal I think of the podcast was we wanted to get noticed by like some major um, musician and so my goal was to get a cease and desist from like Bon Jovi you know, or someone of that that uh, that level so so let's see Let's let's break out Deuteronomy seven. Let's see what we could do here. Hang on. There's the phone. That's my chair being adjusted. It's a quarter to six a.m., so I might as well just drink a coke. I have a problem. I do have a problem. Never denied that I did. Didn't. Oh, God. Ice cold Coke and a quarter to six just hits really well. Let's see. Where are we? Deuteronomy. We did five and six the other day. See a lot of notes on my on my dad's. My dad's Bible. Let's see. <laughs> I read the Shema Israel last time. And I didn't realize this. My dad underlined it. And he underlined the two passages. Chapters 6, 4, and 5. We may have the same taste in Scripture. Uh, I'm in the middle of a parking lot. It, the, there's light, but I I worry that... I don't know. I, I shouldn't worry. I'm literally in the middle of nowhere. Your mom would freak out right now if she saw where I was because she's she's afraid of um, open spaces. And I'm in a huge open space. I'm the only car in this parking lot. So I, I feel, I actually kind of feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, all right. Chapter 7, when the Lord your God brings you into the land you are entering to possess and drives out before you many nations, the Hittites, Girgashites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, 
say Hivites and Jebusites, seven nations larger and stronger than you. And when the Lord your God has delivered them over to you and you have defeated them, then you must destroy them totally. Make no treaty with them and show them no mercy. Do not intermarry with them. Do not give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters for your sons. For they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. And the Lord's anger will burn against you and will quickly destroy you. This is what you are to do to them. Break down their altars, smash their sacred stones, cut down their uh, Asherah poles, and burn their idols in the fire. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples of the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. The Lord did not set his affection on you and chose you because you were more numerous than other peoples, for you were the fewest of all peoples. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your forefathers that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, he is the faithful God, keeping the, his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. But those who hate him will repay to their face by destruction. Uh, he, those who hate him, he will repay to their face with the destruction. He will not show to repay. Let's see. I'm like the worst reader right now. I'm sorry. He will not be slow to repay to their face those who hate him. Therefore, take care of fo to follow the commands, decrees, and laws I give you today. If you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, then the Lord your God will keep his covenant of love with you, and as he swore to your forefathers. He will love you and bless you and increase your numbers. He will bless the fruit of your womb, the crops of your land, your grain, new wine and oil, the, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks in the land that he swore to your forefathers to give you. You will be blessed more than any other people. None of your men or women will be childless, nor any of your livestock without young. The Lord will keep you free from every disease. He will not inflict on you the horrible diseases you knew in Egypt. But he will inflict them on all who hate you. You must destroy all the peoples the Lord your God gives over to you. Do not look on them with pity, and do not serve their gods, for that will be a snare to you. You may say to yourselves, These nations are stronger than we are. How can we drive them out? But do not be afraid of them. Remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. You saw with your own eyes the great trials, the miraculous signs and wonders, the mighty hand and the outstretched arm with which the Lord your God brought you out. The Lord your God will do the same to all the peoples you now fear. Moreover, the Lord your God will send the hornet among them, among the, yeah, among them, until even the survivors who hide from you have perished. Do not be terrified by them, for the Lord your God who is among you is a great and awesome God. The Lord your God will drive out those nations before you, little by little. You will not be allowed to eliminate them all at once, or the wild animals will multiply around you. But the Lord your God will deliver them over to you, throwing them into great confusion until they are destroyed. He will give their kings into your hand, and you will wipe out their names from under heaven. No one will be able to stand up against you, and you will destroy them. The images of their gods you are to burn in the fire. Do not covet the silver and gold on them, and do not take it for yourselves, or you will be ensnared by it, for it is detestable to the Lord your God. Do not bring a detestable thing into your house, or you, or you like it will be set apart for destruction. Utterly abhor and detest it, for it is set apart for destruction. I love it when the God says, for it's detestable to the Lord. 
I have an idea. I'm actually going to drive to my office parking lot. Because um, I have to pick something up from my office anyways. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have a chance. So we'll head over there. Let's see. Let's light on. All right, I'm gonna pause it, and when, I'm, when I unpause it, I'll be either in my office or in the parking lot. I think I'll be in my office, why not? Read the, read chapter eight and nine, maybe. <sighs> I, it's a miraculous thing, but I love how it keeps going back to Pharaoh. Like, remember what I did at Pharaoh. Can you just remember that? Miraculous, tons of miraculous things. So. And these are people that do not remember it. Okay, remember, Moses is still, he's kind of giving a summary, a summary of what's been going on. And I, it's akin to, in a way, not, I mean, it's not a perfect parallel, but it's akin to Stephen's speech in Acts. Stephen was a, one of the new elders in the church of the very new church after Jesus ascended there were um, he was delegated to help the widows and the single moms uh, get food by like the donations he he was in charge of that my dad called him a waiter but like he was so much more than that and it's probably one of my f favorite speeches of all time it's just this amazing speech that Stephen gives. And he actually starts with Abraham. I mean, he goes through the entire history of their faith. And at the end, and I don't think Moses is going to do this, but at the end, he and he's telling this to the Sanhedrin. These are the people who are the most educated, most highly held up religious scholars of the day, the law. It's not just, I mean, it's a theocracy. It's, these are religious leaders who are also the government which is I mean which is one of the governments I mean Rome is overseeing them but and the same people that, that convicted Jesus and put him to death or at least convinced the Italians to do it and he says this and he gives this entire impassioned speech and at the end he explains why Jesus is the Messiah and then he and he says, "Is there was there ever a prophet you didn't murder?" And then and then they they didn't like. I think everything was okay until he said that. And then they then they stoned him to death. So I, they're not going to do that to Moses. But Moses is still summarizing all the stuff that's going on, and he's telling them to remember. And it's not like the they just came out of Egypt. This was forty years ago. They're about to enter the Promised Land. Because all those people that were disobedient and and had and had too many um, too many times doubted God weren't allowed to go into the promised land. They they were dead. So I guess it's important to remember that to remind them. So okay, pausing it right now. I will. I'll be right back. Where's the thing? I shouldn't be doing this in driving. I mean, I'm not. I'm not doing it in driving. All right, now we're in my office, and there's a lot of stuff here. I'm tempted to have some coffee, but I know your mom doesn't like the smell, so 
Probably won't have coffee. I'm looking at a Star Wars Lego set I bought for myself. It's I'm very excited about it. I don't know how I'm gonna I don't know how I'm gonna build it. It's enormous. It's like five thousand individual pieces. But I'll figure it out. Alright. Let's see. Look ahead. Let's see where I'd like to get through get through nine. And on a round number. So we can start with ten next time. No. Chapter 8. Be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today, so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land that the Lord has promised on oath to your forefathers. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way to the desert these 40 years to humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Well, where have you heard that before? Jesus definitely said that. Uh, your clothes did not wear out, and your feet did not swell during these forty years. Know that in your heart that as man disciplines his son, so the Lord God disciplines you. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walk, walking in his ways and revering him, for the Lord your God is bringing you into a a good land, a land with streams and pools of water, with springs flowing in the valley and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron and you could dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you to this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large, and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful desert, that thirsty and waterless land, with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of, a, of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the desert, something your fathers had never known to humble and test you, so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember, the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth, and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers as, as it is today. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will surely be destroyed. Like the nations the Lord destroyed before you, so you will be destroyed for not obeying the Lord your God. So much there. Did I bring my coat So much to try and grasp. Just so remember, don't get too prideful about the money you make, kids, because... You know, and I tell people, and I, I'm guilty of the pride, but, you know, praise God that I'm able to make anything, you know, and thank God that my business is, has always been in the black. It's always had a profit, not a huge profit, but it's, it's always been a profit. <coughs> I swear I thought I burned my, my soda in. Okay. Chapter nine. Hero Israel. 
You are now about to cross the Jordan to go in and dispossess nations greater and stronger than you, with large cities that have walls up to the sky. The people are strong and tall. Anakites, you know about them, and you've heard it said, Who can stand up against the Anakites? But be assured today that the Lord your God is the one who goes across the head of you like a devouring fire. He will destroy them. He will subdue them before you, and you will drive them out and annihilate them quickly, as the Lord has promised you. After the Lord your God has driven them out before you, do not say to yourself, The Lord has brought me here to take possession of this land because of my righteousness. No, it is on account of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is going to drive them out before you. It's not because of your righteousness or your integrity that you're going in to take possession of their land, but on account of the wickedness of these nations, the Lord your God will drive them out before you to accomplish what he swore to your, for, to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Understand, then, that it is not because of your righteousness that the Lord your God is giving you this good land to possess, for you are a stiff-necked people. <laughs> Sorry, that's... Don't get... That's just funny. Just realize, okay, I feel like God is, like, sitting you down, like, putting his... A hand on his forehead, like, okay, listen, it's not you. These people are so awful, and you're stiff-necked. So don't praise yourself so much. I'm doing it all. Just appreciate it. All right, sorry, keep going. Remember this and never forget how you provoked the Lord your God to anger in the desert. In the desert, From the day you left Egypt until you arrived here, you have been rebellious against the Lord. At Horeb, you aroused the Lord's wrath so that he was angry enough to destroy you. When I went up the mountain to receive the tablets of stone, the tablets of the covenant that the Lord had made with you, I stayed on the mountain forty days and forty nights. I ate no bread and drank no water. The Lord gave me two stone tablets inscribed by the finger of God. On them were all the commandments the Lord proclaimed to you on the mountain out of the fire on the day of the assembly. At the end of the forty days and forty nights, the Lord gave me the two stone tablets, the tablets of the covenant. Then the Lord told me, Go down from here at once, because your people whom you brought out of Egypt have become corrupt. They have turned away quickly from what I commanded them, and have made a cast idol for themselves. I know it's not I know God's not really not doing this, but it's but when God says your people, it to me it's it's as if like when you guys are misbehaving and and your mom comes to me and says, Hey, your child has done this, not hers. Like she's not taking possession of this one. It's interesting. I'm sure that's not how it was, but just how I read it. And the Lord said to me, I've seen the this this people, and they are stiff necked people indeed. Let me alone so that I may destroy them and blot out their name from under heaven, and I will make you into a nation stronger and more numerous than they. So I turned and went down from the mountain while it was ablaze with fire, and the two tablets of the covenant were in my hands. When I looked, I saw that you had sinned against the Lord your God. You had made for yourselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. You had turned aside quickly from the way that the Lord had commanded you. So I took the two tablets and threw them out of my hands, breaking them to pieces before your eyes. Then once again I fell prostrate before the Lord for forty days and forty nights. I ate no bread and drank no water because of all the sin you had committed, doing what was evil in the Lord's sight and so provoking him to anger. I feared the anger and wrath of the Lord, for he was angry enough with you to destroy you. But again the Lord listened to me, and the Lord was angry enough with Aaron to destroy him. But at that time I prayed for Aaron too. Also I took that sinful thing of yours, the calf you had made, and burned it in the fire. Then I crushed it and ground it to powder as fine as dust and threw the dust into the stream that flowed down the mountain. You also made the Lord angry at Taborah 
and Massah, and Kibroth Hadava. And when the Lord sent you out from Kadesh Barnea, he said, Go up and take possession of the land I have given you. But you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You did not trust him or obey him. You have been rebellious against the Lord ever since I have known you. I lay prostrate before the Lord those forty days and forty nights, because the Lord had said he would destroy you. I prayed to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, do not destroy your people, your own inheritance that you redeemed by your great power and brought out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Overlook the stubbornness of this people, their wickedness and their sin. Otherwise, the country from which you brought us will say, because the Lord was not able to take them into the land he had promised them, and because he hated them, he brought them out to put them to death in the desert. But they are your people, your inheritance that you brought out by your great power and your outstretched arm. It's a scene, there's a scene um, in this stand-up special called Bill Cosby Himself, where his mom is complaining to his kids. And I'm going to mess up the joke, and it's really not going to age well, because Bill Cosby has since been completely scandalized because he did a lot of bad things, but... But in, in the joke, he's, he talks about how his mom is upset. And he's like, this is how you treat me after everything I've done for you. You know, and when, when you were born, your father said, kill it. And I was the one that stopped him for so many years. And, she, and he fakes cry. It's, it's very funny. But this is, I, Moses being serious, but I, I see this as like Moses saying, listen, you've, <laughs> you've constantly disappointed God. And I was the one that told God, don't kill your people. And I don't, and I'm sure Moses isn't doing this for exaltation, but it's just a reminder. This is where you guys have been. And let's see, I don't think, let's, I think I want to read another chapter. Chapter uh, 10, and then we'll stop. Chapter 10. At that time, the Lord said to me, Chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones and come up to me on the mountain. Also make a wooden chest. I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. Then you are to put them in the chest. You should be in the chest. So I made the ark out of acacia wood and chiseled out two stone tablets like the first ones. And I went up on the mountain with the two tablets in my hands. The Lord wrote on these tablets what he had written before, the Ten Commandments. He had proclaimed to you on the mountain out of the fire. On the day of the assembly, and the Lord gave, uh, let's see, on the day of the assembly. And the Lord gave them to me. Then I came back down the mountain and put the tablets in the ark I had made as the Lord commanded me. And they are there now. The Israelites traveled from the wells of of the Jeconites to Mosera. There Aaron died and was buried, and Eliezer, 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 his son, succeeded him as priest. From there they traveled to uh, Gud and on the on to Jotbatha, a land with streams of water. At the time the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, to stand before the Lord, to minister and pronounce uh, blessings in his name, as they still do today. That is why the Levites have no share or inheritance among the brothers, the Lord is their inheritance, as the Lord your God told them. Now I had stayed on the mountain forty days and forty nights. As I did the first time, the Lord listened to me at this time 
also. It was not his will to destroy you. Go, the Lord said to me, and lead the people on their way so that they may enter and possess the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. And now, O Israel, what does the Lord your God ask you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. To the Lord your God belongs the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth, everything in it. Yet the Lord set his affection on your forefathers and loved them, and he chose you, their descendants, above all the nations as it is today. Circumcise your hearts, therefore, and do not be stiff-necked any longer. For the Lord your God is God of gods and the Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality and accepts no bribes. He defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow and loves the alien, giving him food and clothing. And you are to love those who are aliens, for you yourselves were aliens in Egypt. Fear the Lord your God and serve the Lord your God and serve him. Hold fast to him and take your oaths in his name. He is your praise. He is your God who performed for you those great and awesome wonders you saw with your own eyes. Your forefathers who went down into Egypt were 70 in all. And now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the, as numerous as the stars in the sky. So, I love you kids. I am excited to hang out with you guys today. And I'm excited for this Saturday, this Christmas. It should be fun. I love you. Get along with each other. Forgive quickly. And in everything you do, do it for the kingdom and the king. I will rise and stand redeemed. Heaven open over me to your name eternally. Endless glory I will bring. No. Your cleansing flood Jesus I come Jesus I come In every broken place You are my righteousness Jesus I come Jesus I come I will rise, stand redeemed, heaven open over me, to your name eternally, endless glory I will bring, I will rise, stand
I am, I come. 